Welcome to the Naked Art of Living podcast, where we explore what's on the other side of success, what it actually takes to feel good in your life while you deepen your impact in this world. I'm your guide, Anna Kolak, executive coach, experience designer, management consultant, trained in neuropsychology, behavior change, and architecture. Also a happily recovering superhuman. And I'll be right here with you while we take a stroll down different paths to the next level of success and beyond. In this first episode, it felt like it made sense to start with starting. I've experienced so many points of starting with this podcast. Some of them felt awesome and inspired and inspiring and exciting. Some felt more like trying to force myself to run in mud. And actually, we're always experiencing starting, whether we're moving towards success or already there. Starting comes in many shapes and sizes and flavors. It can feel easy. It can feel really hard. It can feel stuck and so frustrating. Starting can come from something we want or something we don't want at all. At its root, though, starting is the beginning of some sort of change, and it becomes something powerful when we claim the choice to start as our own. Let's listen to some different ways people experience starting. Our first story is about starting something new, something that seems fun in the moment, and it's made possible by a significant loss something that wasn't wanted at all. One of the most significant things I can remember is working for the tall ship company when I was in California. And it was shortly after my father died. I'd always loved boats. I'd always loved harbors and being near the ocean. And I went down to the harbor and I saw a tall ship in the harbor and Something about it was just intriguing, and I decided to walk down and talk to them and see what it would take to get on board or just to start working with them or sailing with them and just to do something different. I was living in a beautiful place that was sunny all the time and not really doing anything and not really living. And, um, And so I just, I wanted to do something that seemed romantic and that I'd always had a fondness for. And it was a fantastic experience. It was liberating. It was exhilarating. And I guess the biggest thing for me was that it was all mine. It wasn't anything that anybody else influenced me to do or, or told me I couldn't do or, or had any input at all about. It was something that solely belonged to me. The impetus for starting, I think, had everything to do with the death of my father and realizing after thinking about him and his life that I didn't know where my life had gone and I didn't want to be where he was. Thinking 20 years down the road that that where I would wind up is exactly where he was if I didn't make any changes. And that was both sad and terrifying and, and motivating. And so I decided that that I wanted to do something different, and that's what I picked. Ultimately, I think the thing that allowed me to do that was just making the decision. 
really just that simple. Deciding that I wanted to do something different and that I was worth it and doing it. Taking the leap to start a new career, a new phase of life, can happen when we hear our inner voice and honor it. The first thing that comes to mind for me is deciding that at age 49, I wanted to become a life coach and deciding to sign up for a certification program and start putting myself out in the world as someone who can help clients and basically starting a new phase of my life. And I think that for me, starting things has always come pretty easily to me. When I'm starting something, I bring a lot of energy to it. And I'm, I have an idea of what I want. I feel it in my body. It's like this excitement. I'm always looking for a new project, something, a new challenge, something to keep me engaged. And this was a big one. This involved a large financial investment and a lot of time and energy. But I think I was powered by the idea that I was really connecting with something important, part of myself that hadn't been expressed and was finally going to have a chance to be expressed and to add an extra dimension to my life that would touch everything, give me new energy and feel, connect with people in a way that, that I haven't before. So it was these kinds of thoughts and these feelings that really fueled me in this beginning, as we're beginning new things, often we hit times when things don't go well and it's frustrating and difficult. But I always find that when I am able to access the real reason why I want to do something, why it's really important to me, that that gives me motivation to get through those difficult times. So I just started, I jumped in, I was enthusiastic and energized and the idea of meeting new people and learning new things, all of those things gave me energy. What was the key that enabled or triggered you to start the engine, hit the gas, and go? It's just like this, this inner calling, this feeling like this is the thing I have to do, and listening to that, like becoming aware of that voice and honoring it. I think that too many people are... Actually, I think we've been raised in our society to, to not listen to that inner voice so much and to listen to the outer voices, the messages that we get from society at large and expectations and our families and culture. But when we're able to really listen to that voice that's within, it tells us what's important, that we need to do something. I think that's, that was the key for me, was just honoring that voice, hearing it and honoring it, and getting in touch with why it was so important. Starting something we felt called to do for a very long time can be sparked by getting crystal clear on exactly what it is that we want, taking ownership of who we really are, and letting go of ideas that don't serve us anymore. 
Before starting my own business, I was working for a dear friend and and mentor of mine at his uh, yoga studio for a long time, and I decided to leave that job in January of 2020, unaware of the things that we would be facing that year. And my plan after that was to find any which way to get myself to Germany, because my boyfriend at the time, who was German, was moving back to Germany, and I needed to find a way to get there. I was looking at applying to master's programs. I was looking at um, applying to jobs, obviously. I was even looking at just getting a language school visa, just any kind of, there were like six visa options with six different career, so to speak, options that I could take in order to get myself to Germany legally. And this whole time that I'm applying to all the things, networking with all the people, there was there there was a clear sense that none of it was really exciting to me. And what I really wanted was to start my own business and work for myself. And that had been a desire that had been there for a long time, college, since before college. And, and even when it wasn't the desire to start a business, there was always a lack of desire to work for someone else. So it always just led me back to working for myself. And there were three specific like turning points, just big kind of insights that really allowed me to take that final leap to to starting my own thing and working for myself. I don't know exactly which order they were all in because it all happened around the same time. <laughs> and I'll start with the first one, which uh, relates to what I do now, which was discovering my human design. I had known about human design for a little bit. If you're not familiar with it, it's just a system that gives you a very detailed blueprint of how your energy works. And for me, it's been the most specific and uh, actionable and an applicable system that I have found to describe myself. So think of personality tests or even astrology uh, or numerology. Human design is falls in that category. And for me, it's just been the most applicable and the one that I see myself the most in. In discovering my human design, I discovered that I'm something called a manifesting generator. And I, I barely, I heard to, to one podcast <laughs> that described this And she spoke about how manifesting generators are these big energetic people, these multi-passionate individuals that feel very restricted by things like a nine to five and only doing one thing. And I looked around at my life and I saw that I always had three projects minimum going on and I felt very seen. And some days I like to work for 16 hours a day and sometimes I like to work for two or sometimes zero. And That was a really big thing for me, was feeling this sense of validation of how my energetic cycles worked. I don't like to sit all day in an office. I don't like to be watched. I like to have full creative freedom. And I had never seen, I had never had that validation so specifically before. And it gave me a deep sense of self-trust to have that, that piece reflected back to me. So that was one of the things that happened. This was probably around February of 2020. And the other thing that happened was actually speaking with Anya and getting amazing coaching by her. And the question she asked me was, she asked me what what kind of life I would like. And I talked about wanting two homes uh, in different parts of the world and having creative freedom and travel freedom and location freedom and how it's so important for me to be able to visit and see my family. If you don't know about the situation in Venezuela, you just know that it's very terrible down there. And my entire family lives in many parts of the world now. And so it's important for me to be able to to go and see them. And the question she asked afterwards, which was the most important, was, do you think you could do that and have that life more easily working for someone else or working for yourself? And I was like, definitely more easily working for myself. 
And she asked me, do you think you can create that? Do you think you can do that? And I was like, fuck yeah, I can. (laughs) Absolutely. And it wasn't a question I had really considered seriously before, but having somebody to respond to who I, I dearly trust and admire, I was like, yeah, you know what? I can. I can actually do it. I can actually create a business that would support that kind of vision. So it was the second thing that happened. It was another kind of sense of like capability and self-courage, essentially, that was seated in that moment. And the last thing, which I think this one was the final straw, like just the last thing, that's not something new that I gained, like my knowledge of myself or that I could do it. It was actually something I needed to let go of. And I needed to let go of the idea that a resume mattered to me because I was very hung up on this idea of how am I going to explain a gap in my resume if I if this thing doesn't work out and if I need to actually apply for a job one day, how am I going to explain this? And I just had to look at my life and say that I would be very happy to never have to write a resume or a cover letter ever again. And that if I did, it didn't matter anyway. And that a resume didn't matter to me at all. <laughs> and so put together, Getting this validation from the system of my type and how my energy works was huge. Answering and and resonating with truth of the fact that I could do this thing and create this life that I wanted for the first time and really claim that was really important. And then letting go of the idea that something like a resume, which really stands for more like the traditional kind of life or something safe or something predictable, mattered to me, was the last piece. And it's been a year almost two and I'm doing amazing (laughs) and I'm really glad I took that step. Sometimes starting comes with an ending, initiating a hugely difficult change that will affect many people, the closing of a business at a peak of success, all the more scary when you don't know what comes next. And yet the outcome can ultimately feel better than what your worst fears try to tell you. I've been running a business for uh, 12 years and I think for most of those the business had been running me and I'd spent all that time as a leader of a business sort of in effect serving others whether it's clients or my team and gradually moved further and further away from what I wanted it to be almost without noticing bit by bit little bit one day at a time and I was exhausted I was spent but I was so wedded to the company that I'd birthed that I couldn't see any other way so I was at this sort of like proper stuck point recognizing that something really had to change but not really knowing what now but i was thinking about how did i start making that change the key really was on some level of realization that things can change and that i'm in control actually even if i didn't feel that way and just because i'd invested all that time in the company didn't mean that i needed to carry on that i could stop i could leave that they were choices that i did actually have and that carrying on for the sake of others maybe wasn't serving me but also knowing that if i didn't do something then ultimately i'd be unlikely to be able to serve them anymore and then seeing my company as like a life's pursuit but questioning does it need to be is it just chapter one and yeah as i say realizing we do have the power to change but doesn't mean it's easy or right but we have the power most of the time so once i lent into that sort of realization almost which in all honesty was at a point of enormous stress was i even thinking straight it was a question you know anxiety was high sleep was low but i guess there were three key areas really one was to do with like emotional support about gaining counsel i suppose from 
people I loved and admired outside the business. You know, people who wouldn't just say, oh, it's okay, it, you'll be fine. And maybe with all the best intentions, encourage me and try and help me. But who would give me the truth? Who would maybe take a different perspective? And when they, when they see me in front of them, what do they actually see? And when they hear me, what do they actually hear? Not just what I needed to hear. Then there was my own personal sort of introspection and recognising that I'd spent so much time in my head and <laughs> overthinking. Um, was it actually just time to follow my heart and go by gut feel? I wouldn't be able to work this one out into a binary yes or no. It would always be grey. But I needed that change. And that I'd probably be a better person for those around me and in myself on the other side. No guarantees, but I just had a strong gut feel that I would be. But also that I'd have faith in my talents, or at least in trying to, in, in that I must have some if I've done this stuff. And I will find the next thing, even if I don't know what that is. And then I guess the third thing was a, actually a very rational thing about literally just writing a list of pros and cons of the different routes here. Do I stay? Do I go? Yeah, pros and cons of each. I still have that list, actually. I kind of occasionally look at it. And yeah, these three things in terms of that starting just all gave me the conviction that it was the right thing to do. That you only get one life. <laughs> and that I actually decided. And now it's simply about, if, if I was resolute that I decided, it was simply about executing that decision. No matter how many pain points came up, and there were absolutely loads. But to know that this was something more important about the sort of person I wanted to be, for my family, for me. And that was what allowed me to push that button with conviction, I suppose, and have that courage. What was that experience like? And, well, it was awful <laughs> in so many ways. I felt that I'd let people down. And it was, God, really raw and visceral as well. I had to stand up in front of yeah, 25 people at that point. Then out of the blue, basically tell them they were all ultimately out of the job. That made me an evil man. <laughs> and that I was sorry. And then look them in the eye, one-to-one, -one, and continue to work with them until their time was done. It was really tough. But I guess being totally honest with everybody about the reasons behind it, I got so much love and respect back rather than the anger that I was expecting. And yeah, I guess that was, I'd actually thought the worst of people, what people will, how people will react. But what I actually saw back was a lot of the best, I guess, reflecting back some of the things that I'd done for them, creating this place the values of the culture that I led and saw those reflected back to me in the most crushing of um, moments. And then actually literally selling all the company possessions, watching, literally seeing those walk out of the door, the objects that meant something that had some emotional meat, the stories behind them, the sofa that I'd slept on a few times while working through the night, piles and piles of old creative pieces and works and documents that I'd spent so long slaving over even the design that the design of the the environment itself the studio that was a you know derelict building when we arrived and turning that into a, a, a home effectively so there was yeah so many crunches to go through and it really gosh disorientating discombobulating <laughs> just like mad take something that was part of my life for so long and to just violently change it. I think violent is a, a really, very accurate word, actually. But yeah, I knew deep down it was the right thing to do. That little changes weren't going to cut it anymore. Big changes were what was needed. And that really gave me reserves of resilience and conviction and strength 
through the best part of a year of like actually closing and all the challenges of that emotional, financial, practical, and then a huge sigh and a gradual release into the different world at the end of it. The world that I'm still finding my feet in. <laughs> so, uh, Starting something new can feel like a non-stop series of startings, and it can be about so much more than the thing itself. The process of starting can be a journey of committing and recommitting to the thing we know we have to do and to ourselves. A significant moment in my life when I experienced starting is actually right now, is with this, is with this podcast. It's, for me, it's actually felt a bit excruciating. It's not like how things usually work when I start. When I decide that, that there's something I want to do, I normally, I don't even notice the starting because it seems to just happen. I think maybe I, there, I have so much energy and momentum around the thing that I just start. I, I can't not start. And this podcast has been an interesting experience for me because it's felt a lot more difficult than a lot of the other things I've done or tried. It's something that I really want to do on a deep level. Maybe the best way to describe it is that when I really try to connect with what is it that I really want around this, there's just something in me, it feels like a deep knowing or something like that, 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 that this is the thing for me to do. This is the project, the next project or the big project for me to work on. I'm not exactly sure why. Part of the reason, some of the reasons that I've decided to do it, the sort of the practical, rational, thought through reasons are that there's a lot that I've learned over the years, both through my own experience, a lot of it's been through just absorbing endless information and knowledge in terms of formal education, other types of education, the work I've done as a consultant, the work I've done as a coach, what I've done as a human, I guess, trying to learn how to human a little bit better and feel better while I'm humaning. And there's been something in me that has wanted to I guess finally has wanted to share that in, a, in maybe more of a broader sense than what I do as a coach. This podcast is a way that I have thought that will help me, I guess, have a different kind of impact potentially with maybe more of a broad impact than I can have as a coach because my time is limited in the work that I do as a coach. And so there are practical reasons that I've wanted to do this. And and there's also just this sort of deeper feeling that it's, I don't necessarily know exactly why, I don't know what will become of this or what, if it's about the podcast itself or if it's about something else. For me, as a human and as a person who has work to do in this world, like we all do. So I'm not exactly sure why, but I have this feeling that it's the thing for me to do. And I do what well, I want to do it. I, you, when I imagine what the effect could be, maybe some of what I talk about and what some of my guests will talk about, that it could help someone in some way have an insight or suffer less or be inspired or feel courage. That's for me, that's some of the coolest stuff in life. And at the same time, it's been really difficult for me. It felt like pulling teeth, trying to push rope in a way to to get the concepts together and then to put the trailer together. And now even to put my portion of this, the first episode together, 
when I say my portion, I mean my voice. So it can be hard for me to even articulate what feels so hard about it. A, a big part of it, I think, is about being seen in a way that I, I guess over the years, unknowingly, I, I got really good at not being seen in certain ways. Like the work I did as a consultant was sure I would be seen. I, I might lead workshops. I might give presentations to large numbers of people, make recommendations that would have a pretty significant impact. And yet at the same time, what I was doing was work for other people. What I was doing was helping other businesses. So it wasn't about me so much. It was me in service in a way. And that's also the work I do as a coach, which is my favorite thing that I've ever done. And at the same time, it's not so much about me. It's about what I'm doing to support others, which again is, is wonderful. But what I've realized is that there is a bit of hiding that I've done in that in a way. And so this is very different because it's me. It's my my concept, my sort of ideas coming together, my voice. There will be other people's voices, but I'm the one deciding how they will come together and how they will fit together. And there's something about that, I guess, is scary for me. It, it's really hard for me to put words to it. These aren't things that I think about consciously. I haven't been aware of these feelings. I'm, in a way, I'm just trying to like guess or feel or sense or figure out what's felt so challenging about it for me. But so the starting is, in a way, it's starting the whole endeavor and then and and then there are just almost relentless startings within that. The podcast has, has one grand start to it in a way, but really it's just a, a series of or an endless string of new startings. And some of them have been easier for me to start than others. The ones, if I really think about it, the ones that are more faceless in a way or voiceless, those have been easier. The visual design, that the website, that wasn't so hard. Starting this recording was really hard. But I started because I'm just thinking it's, I've, I think I've said several times that this whole thing has felt hard in a way. So why am I doing it? Because I don't really, I don't really believe anymore that we should do hard things that feel like crap, that feel terrible. Just to get on the other side of them, just to get to the outcome. I used to believe that. I used to live my life that way. I don't believe that anymore. So I'm just thinking through, well, why... Am I doing this if it feels hard? But it, it's a different sort of hard. It's a hard that's uncomfortable. It's a hard like the last couple of miles of a marathon. But it's a hard that that I I guess in a way it's it's not just that I know that there's something on the other side of it that's valuable. It's the process itself. It's almost it almost feels like a purification process in a way. There's something that's changing. I don't know exactly what in me just yet, but there's something that's happening. There's some kind of something that's changing as I go through this process. And the reason I keep doing it is because just something in me, even though it doesn't feel like roses and daisies and unicorns for a lot of the time, something in me, I just feel that this is this is what I need to do for whatever reason. And I really want to. I really want to, to do it. And I want to do it I want to do this thing now. It's not just an idea of wanting, but I really do want it. What else? I guess another aspect of it is that I've decided that I'm doing it, 
which there's commitment involved in there. It's not just one of the thousands of things I would like to do in this life. It's something that I've decided that I'm doing now and I've hired someone to help me do it. And so I have built in support to help me do it. And then I also have other support. I have a fantastic group of entrepreneurs through the Happy Startup School that I talk about this with. There are people out there who I have to talk to about it. So that's another sort of key for me to the starting. If I think about the starting of this specific recording today, I would say I've been sitting on it for a couple weeks now. It's probably been a couple of weeks that I've been thinking about it every day. And I didn't start. In a way, it's almost felt like there was always some reason not to. I, I hadn't gotten enough sleep the night before, or I had too many um, coaching calls that day, or someone in my family was sick, or I had to drop off and pick up my daughter. And so I didn't have the free time to do it. And then after the kids went to bed, after dinner and baths and all of that, oh, I, w- I would just be too tired. So it would be better to do it the next day after I had slept and I was refreshed. And why did I finally start today? I think as I've been thinking about starting and really remembering how much I do want to do this and why I want to do this and what success would look like that at least one person might listen to it and be inspired in some way. That's what finally got me today. I think I I only had maybe 15, 20 minute window just now. And I've just, I got my, the microphone, got my computer, It not an optimal time because the cicadas are really loud in the background and that might provide some background noise. My son is running around. He might burst into the room at any minute, but uh, I don't know. I, maybe in a way I just was like, got over myself finally, or the things that weren't true. Those are the things that I finally decided to the the fears the concerns the discomfort the worries that like you know like what if it's what if it's terrible what if it's a waste of time what if it offends someone what if no one cares what if no one listens i guess those are the things that i finally got over so it's not really getting over myself i guess i got over those thoughts like i decided they don't really matter anymore and when I decided that today, I just felt this impulse, like, okay, I've got to do it, got to make it happen now. And so I started. And here we are. So let's talk through some of the elements of starting, and especially the ones that really help us in and through the experience. So there are some key ingredients that help us start the engine, hit the gas and go, and also keep going through all the moments of starting that come after that first one. One of the things that's really fundamental is having a why, connecting with your why for something, like a passion, an inner drive, or a purpose. You have to really connect with like the wanting of it. If you're going to have an experience that's fulfilling, the feeling of wanting, the feeling of desire, and then also clarity around what that is that you're wanting, really being clear about what it is, not what we don't want or how we don't want to feel, but what it is that we actually want. Maybe it's something you're excited about and starting feels easy, or it's something that feels really hard, but deep down you feel in your bones that it's the right thing. Maybe you didn't 
want it at all. Maybe you didn't want anything that led to the starting. And there's a feeling of having to start. But now that you're here, it's about taking back the reins and finding a way to turn it into something you do want. So that brings us to the next key ingredient, which is choice. Even when it's something you don't want, or especially when it's something you don't want, really connecting with that deepest thing, the thing you do want to create, even if it comes from a situation that you didn't choose. Another critical ingredient of starting is a decision. Making a decision. There are many things that sound nice that would be nice to be or nice to do or have or experience. Um, But the thing that separates casually wanting from actually starting something is a decision. It's a stake in in the ground that this is what I want and I'm committed to doing it. Deciding this is a thing I'm doing. Another key element is what I like to think of or call integrated decision making. So it's about how we actually decide. It's about using all of your centers of intelligence to decide. Often, a lot of us tend to hang out in one of our centers of intelligence. So many of us are in our heads all the time, like just in an ocean of our thinking and our thoughts. Some of us tend to decide more from feeling. Some of us tend to decide more from intuition. So this way of sort of making, it's almost like a whole person approach using our all of our intelligence, not just our mind intelligence into making decisions. So using your mind, what are the pros and cons of this thing that I'm thinking of starting, but I'm not sure, or this thing that I want to start, but I'm not starting for some reason, or even just this thing I want to start. So what are the pros and cons? What are the consequences of starting? And the consequences of not starting. And then using your heart. What emotions come up when you imagine starting? When you imagine not starting? And using your body. What do you notice in your body when you imagine starting or not starting? What's your gut telling you? What's your intuition telling you? Some of us, for some of us, it's really easy to hear that. For others of us, Our intuition sometimes gets drowned out by thoughts, by feelings, but it's in there. Um, It's not a loud, screechy, screaming sort of voice. It's just sort of a calm voice. And if we slow down, we'll hear it. If we listen for it, we'll hear it. Some of us have a hard time believing it or trusting it. And that's, and some of us, some of us are maybe just sort of listen to it on impulse. So that's where this idea of integrated decision making is really handy. It's not just, we're not just relying on our sort of our go-to home base. We're balancing it out with all the sort of different parts of us that have different wisdom. Another important component of starting is having a vision of success. What does success actually look like? What is it that you're wanting to create? Really getting clear on exactly what it looks like. All the details. As many details as you can possibly imagine. It can be so easy to skip this step to just have a super fuzzy idea of what we want to happen. Just sort of a conceptual idea. Uh, Oh, you know, I want business. But what does that really mean? Often what we do is visualize failure instead of success, all the things we're worried about or what we don't want to happen. 
when we have a really clear vision of success and we keep referring to it over and over again, our brains will look for opportunities to create that. And our brains will look for proof that it's possible and also ways to create different versions of it when outside forces throw grenades into our path. Another aspect of starting and also continual starting is momentum. So the act of doing. Obviously, there's a part of starting that's doing, but there's also kind of a sustained doing or maybe actually what's more accurate. It's not a sustained doing. It's many doings. It's many startings. And if you're having a hard time with the starting, you could get momentum from starting anything. You know, if there's a project I want to work on, like podcast, for example, anything at all, and I'm having I'm sort of feeling stuck in the next step. I'm having a hard time starting. I can start anything. I can, you know, I mean, I can wash the dishes. That's, that's something that I've done. I can do a little project that I've been meaning to do or something that I really want to do even better. And that momentum continues. So it can be like an easier way to start something that feels hard to sort of generate momentum for. And another element of starting is removing the blocks that impede momentum or the blocks that ruin the experience. Because if the experience is ruined or if the experience feels terrible or the thought of the experience, if even just the thought of starting feels terrible, it's going to be a a really difficult process. It's going to be hard to start or it's going to be hard to keep going. So some blocks like thoughts that don't serve you, like this is never going to work or it's going to be so hard or I'm terrible at change, or people will judge me, or there's just no way this would work, no matter what. It's never worked, or it's never worked for me, and it's not going to work for me. Another block might be trying to do it all alone. Sometimes slowing down and letting your pit crew do its thing is exactly what's needed to help you finish the race, win the race, start, take the next step in a way that doesn't feel terrible. Whether starting feels easy or hard, here are some practices that will help support you as you go. Visualize success. Imagine yourself already there experiencing it. What exactly is success for you with this thing you're thinking about starting? How do you feel on the other side once you've done it? What thoughts do you have? Five whys. Do you really want this? And then ask yourself five times, why? Why do I want it? Why do I want that? Why do I want that? Why do I want that? And why do I want that? Once you get to that fifth why, if you get to the fifth why, then check in with yourself. Do you still really want it? Is that really what you want? Or what is it that you really want? Is it what you thought it was to begin with? Are there more direct ways to get there? Or is going through this process kind of reaffirming what you thought you wanted? Another practice is integrated evaluation or integrated decision-making. You can honestly apply this to anything in your life. It works really well with starting, especially if you're having a hard time starting, or you're not sure if you want to start, or you're trying to get yourself to start and it's not working out so well. So checking in with all your centers of intelligence. Your mind, what do you think about this? Your heart, what emotions do you experience around it? And your body, 
What do you notice coming up in your body? What does your gut tell you, your intuition? Are there any sensations in your body and how do those feel? Define the next action. What is the very next thing you can do? Like this is something that I've heard over and over again in my life. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The next action, you know, whether it's with some big daunting project or, you know, even even just something that maybe I'm wanting to start that I'm having a hard time starting or the experience is really uncomfortable. And I guess maybe it's a thing because it's a thing that works. Like what is just the very next thing you can do? A tiny little action. Just the tiniest little action is a start. And especially if you can find one that you're that you feel drawn to, one that feels I don't know, exciting, fun even. Even in the crappiest of projects, there's bound to be something in there that we could enjoy. Even the tiniest little action is a start. Create your safety net. Who can you talk to about this? Who can support you as you start? And then as you go through the next start and the next one and the one after that. And celebrate. Really honor and celebrate your wins as you go. This is another thing I've heard throughout my life. And it's not something that I'm naturally inclined to do. I'm sort of a like, okay, what's the next mountain to climb sort of person, or I have been. But it turns out celebrating is is really important, not just because it's nice or it feels good, but there's something much deeper in it than that. Wins aren't just good outcomes. Wins are you on the path of creating what you really want for yourself in this world, staying on that path and finding your way back to it over and over again, committing to being there for yourself over and over again. Celebrate that. I hope there was something in this episode that inspired you, helped you see greater possibility, helped you realize that you matter in your life and that you can create the kind of life you really want. If you can think of someone who might benefit from listening, please share this episode and podcast with them. You can find all the episodes at thenakedartofliving.com and on your podcasting service of choice. If you'd like to add another notification to your life, but only if it adds more value, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you have a few minutes to write a one or two sentence review, that would help me understand what's working and what you'd like to hear more of. And it would help others know that it's worth their time to listen because what you think matters. Thanks for listening. See you next time.